And sometimes, and sometimes I gotta, uh And sometimes, and sometimes I gotta, uh And sometimes, and sometimes I gotta Coast, 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 uh And sometimes, and sometimes I gotta, all right, guys, welcome back to the fourth episode of the 476ers podcast. If you have not already, I mean already, like and subscribe, smash that like button as the aggregators and the influencers uh, say uh, nowadays, smash that like button, bro. Um, show love. Uh, you know, the, the one thing I will say, the outpouring that I've received has been really, uh, uh, has made me a little bit emotional and it's been fantastic. Uh, so happy that people are enjoying <clears throat> this podcast. Uh, I didn't realize so many people enjoyed my sense of humor and my personality. Uh, I guess you should tell my exes that hardy, hard, hard. No, I'm just joking. Uh, or am I anyway? Uh, with that said, uh, let's start talking about some basketball. So we had some uh, fun this weekend with the All-Star Game, uh, All-Star Weekend, of course. <clears throat> Again, uh, not to beat a dead horse, but I've never been a fan of All-Star Weekend. I will continue saying that. Um, but you know what? This was a wee bit different, and I'm kind of glad. So uh, I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't really see the um, Celebrity Game on Friday, although... I did see highlights of that dude. Uh, what is that guy's name? I don't know. On Instagram, he's something biggins or side. I don't know his name, but he is fucking hilarious. Um, I saw him get swatted by Quavo, who can jump out the gym. Um, and I also tweeted that if I ever got famous enough, and you know, this is up to you guys, to make me famous, I would really be going out there for heads. If I ever got famous enough to make the celebrity game, I would be going at people like... I would be the one to take it too serious, uh, and I don't care who knows. All right, I don't care who knows. Uh, if you bring me out there, it's not going to be for fun. All right, it's going to be because you're there to win, and I'm there to win. All right, I'm going to be def. I'm going to be d. It's going to be d up defense all day. All right, I'm not. Uh, I'm not there for the games. Um, so didn't see much of the <coughs> celebrity game. Um, the Saturday night. Uh, so Saturday night kicks off. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Um, but there was the, um, uh, the, what is it called now? The, uh, America, U.S. versus the world. Um, not our political system, but the actual game, which used to be, you know, sophomores versus freshmen, uh, which I, I'm kind of glad they switched it up. And I want to just say, man, shout out to, to Trey and Luca for playing, in that game, I mean, Luca, like, especially Luca, like, Trey, Trey's been playing great. So, you know, I, not to diminish him, but Luca's been like, I mean, you're talking about like an MVP candidate. Um, he easily doesn't have to play in that game. I think it's like really dope that he did. Um, you know, it, it's like a watered down all star game. So that, that was pretty cool. Uh, Luca shot that half court shot after Trey told him to shoot it. Uh, and he hit it. I think it's really heartwarming to see Luca and Trey have like this friendship that they have. I think that's like kind of cool because in, in all reality, uh, you know, Trey and Luca are going to be joined at the hip forever. Everybody, every single person in that top four draft, Aiden, Bagley, Luca, and Trey are pretty much joined at the hip forever. Um, and, and it's all because, you know, the other two teams, well, all those teams essentially passed on Luca, who, you know, is 
like generational, um, like a little bit of a quicker version of Larry Bird, pretty much. Um, and, you know, just <laughs> uh, is incredible. I mean, you know, we'll, we'll have Luka Gasms on this podcast uh, probably for many years to come. But um, really cool that he played in that game. He, he really didn't have to. I just think that's dope that he did. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, shout out to him. Shout out to Trey, who, uh, you know what? I, I really, 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 really nothing. Uh, what's the, the, the saying? People say life hits you fast. Yeah, life hit me fast because I was really angry when Trey made the All-Star game. A little bit angrier than I should have been until, like, I saw him break down and cry out of happiness. And then I was like, wow, I am a horrible, horrible human being, which, you know, I didn't need this to tell me that I was a bad person, but this really cemented it. Um, and so, you know what, man, whatever. I, I'm not going to be mad at, at Trey. I mean, I you know, kind of takes a spot from Bradley Beal a little bit. But whatever. You know what? This We're not going to do that here. We're not going to do it here. It's fine. Good for Trey. Uh, he didn't even have to play in that game, but he did anyway, so good for him. Uh, skills competition was uh, pretty cool. Interesting. Uh, I don't really think it's that much of a surprise that the big men did as well as they did. One, uh, all the, <coughs> the guards that they got uh, in the skills competition. And I listen, I don't have a whole lot of notes in front of me about about uh, any of these competitions. I, I kind of watched them, whatever, but, you know, just the, the guards that they had in the, you know, the front court players, uh, I mean, or the back court players that they had were not, put it this way, if Trey played in the skills competition, I don't think it's a question Trey wins. Uh, and that's because as a passer, he's a pinpoint passer. So guys like Trey, like a D'Angelo Russell or like, like a Chris Paul, you know, uh, just, uh, is always going to come to mind when it comes to ball skills. Uh, probably like a Kyrie, right? Like these guys are guys who can like, who'll launch pinpoint passes uh, in crazy places. Like a guy like Luca, uh, right? Who'll put pinpoint passes in places. And it's the pass that really jacks people up all the time. It, that pass is like, you know, gets hard to make. These big men that they got in there are like exactly that. They are, they are point forwards, point centers with Bam, with, um, with uh, a Sabonis, whose father famously is like, you know, like the 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 point center, um, the 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 prototype for point center centers is Joker before Joker, um, you know. So, so you have these guys who are like point centers, and then you have like these guards and slashers who really aren't that. Like SGA not necessarily isn't that. He can uh, initiate an offense and he can play make. But, you know, you're not really going to be wowed by his passing necessarily. He's like a very skilled player generally. Um, then like Jason Tatum and Chris Middleton, like none of these guys strike me as guys who are going to really be able to do that. If you put Joker in there, yeah, I'm sure Joker would bake him. I remember a couple years ago, Cat, uh, who did Cat go up against? Cat went up against a guard and baked him. I can't, I, I, man, I'll never forget that because that was the fastest I've ever seen a big man run down a court. But like if you're a big man nowadays, um, it, it's really not enough to be a rim runner per se. Uh, if you are that though, you're not going to be in the skills competition. They would never call Clint Capella to be in the skills competition or Rudy Gobert, who has like the worst hands you'll ever see of a center. Uh, that's why he's so good at blocking. He's so good at blocking because he can't catch the ball. So it, it's only, it's, you know, the old adage about, uh, defensive, uh, 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 defensive backs, right? Like these guys just have horrible hands. So naturally Rudy puts his hands up in the air and it just deflects the, it just naturally deflects the ball. It's like a magnet. 
you know, it's a magnet with two sides, uh, uh, the same side pointed at each other, and the ball just automatically is deflected just by how putrid his ability to catch the ball is. So you would never see them put a center like that in there. You know, you're going to see guys like Joker. Like these guys are like exceptional, like at their size, exceptional ball handlers and playmakers and, and all that. So uh, it's really not all that surprising. I mean, I think you could pretty much see it off the first, uh, off of the first, uh, uh, the first uh, competition, I think was Bam, Bam won. Um, it's I guess everyone got caught off guard because Bam drains that three pointer. But you know, like I've said a million times, I mean, if you watch Ben Ben Simmons in practice, yeah, he's draining three pointers like whatever. All of these guys can. I mean, I've said a million times at my local gym where I uh, play high levels of basketball that if Dwight Howard came out there, he'd probably just start pulling from half court and shooting all over us. If you just you could just go on YouTube and pull up like Dwight Howard trick shots and you'll see him launching the ball from the tunnel and draining it. You know what I mean? Like these guys are like exceptional, exceptionally skilled players. So uh, in, this is a practice environment. There's no one defending them. So, yeah, really not that surprised that Bam drained that three pointer um, the, the way he was draining them. It's really, really not that surprising. Um, Bam, if I'm not mistaken, Bam wins. Uh, good for him. I think that's like really cool for. Uh, yeah, he did win. That's really cool for. Uh, that's really cool for him. And Bam is like, and, and I made this comparison earlier this year with Pascal, with Bam, uh, Ben, even to a certain degree of these guys who are like weirdly, you know, are Draymond after Draymond, right? It's like these exceptional defensive players, super long. Uh, maybe not like a, a, a high amount of offensive skill, can handle the ball a little, can pass, make the right pass, um, can, you know, can get you a bucket here and there when you need one, can can drain an open shot, uh, except for Ben, who, who won't drain an open shot. But this is not a place to slander Ben. I refuse to, to even, so I may, I may even delete that. I may tell my podcast producer guy to delete that, that I don't have, um, but you know, so 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 it's like this weird like Draymond Green prototypes just floating around the the, the league, playing the high levels of defense, uh, initiating offense, uh, getting some some just making basic passes and basic reads, uh, and doing that. And it's like just like more and more of these guys coming through. So, Bam, like his, you know, is that? Um, I did make a joke though about Bam during the All Star game that. Um, to, to, to one of my friends that Bam to me is the least all-star all-star I can ever remember. Uh, and, and listen, I mean, that, that's probably not fair because there are other guys, you know, you know what, we're going to name this team. We're going to name this team, the Kyle Lowry all-stars and, and I'll, you know, I'll, I'll, let's table this. I'll tell you why. Just keep that in your mind. The Kyle Lowry all-star team. Um, and we'll talk about why when we get to the all-star game. Um, but Bam is part of that team, but anyway, Bam wins good for him. Three-point competition, uh, that was actually, you know, after I took a huge dump on it the other day, it was actually pretty, pretty entertaining. Um, <clears throat> Buddy wins on the last shot. That That's pretty much as entertaining as you can make the three-point contest. There's really no other thing unless it's a thing like Larry coming out and warm-ups, like his warm-up jacket and, you know, the whole asking who's going to finish second and all that, like if you have a legend like that, it's different. Uh, or like when Steph, when Steph was doing it, he was like in the peak of his power as MVP stuff. And you're like, oh man, like what's going to happen here? So 
Um, your typical three-point comp- competition uh, doesn't necessarily always feature stars and, and stuff like that. Not that Devin Booker's not a star, um, but, you know, it's just it's it's not the MVPs of the league, for example. You're not going to see Luka out there versus Joker and whatever. Um, uh, I still stand by. I'd rather it be positionally. I think that would make it a thousand times funner. I don't care how long it takes. Uh, just do it that way. Just make it positionally. Let's see the centers versus centers versus the guards versus the forwards. Um, just do that. Centers versus forwards versus guards, right? And then at the end, the top of all of all of them face each other. I think that'd be fun as hell to watch. Uh, but Buddy wins. Good for Buddy from the Bayou, um, who's who is famously, I think, two years older than his birth certificate suggested originally. Um, but whatever. We're not gonna necessarily slander Buddy. I've never been a big Buddy fan. He, he's he plays well. He, he he's a he's a good player. He's a player. You know, he he's a player. He's a player. So good for him. Anyway, he wins. Uh, you know, Devin Booker went like bananas in the first round. Um, good for Devin. Devin really was like taking in all the sights and sounds. I, you know, that's like the thing that gets lost. Like when we judge basketball players, um, and this is why I always try to refrain from saying, oh, I hate this person or I hate that person because you don't know them uh, personally. Um, and it's really cool to see them get eclipsed by a moment when these guys, they've been drafted, they've stood on a court across LeBron James against like their idols and then like go to an all-star game and are like, just, you know, shocked and are like recording everything and are like emotional about it. It's like just a really cool thing. So good for Devin Booker, who I've never even been a huge fan of necessarily, but, um, good for him. It really just took in the moment and, and really made the most of it. So, um, I think that was cool. The dunk contest, uh, it was, uh, whatever Dwight, uh, redid his Superman dunk, which I thought was trash the first time he did it and he did it again and still got a lot of points for it. Uh, whatever. Um, and then, you know, Derek Jones Jr. He can jump out of the gym, uh, against Aaron Gordon, another out of the gym jumper. Um, Aaron Gordon pretty much gets robbed, although I will pour a little bit of water on this because, I I don't know, it's not me to say that I'm not impressed by a dunk when I can't touch the rim. However, I I wasn't super duper impressed with the dunk over Taco Fall. You know, Taco, like, is 7'7", but probably lost, like, 9 inches on that dunk. Um, just like bending forward and ducking his head. So it wasn't as impressive, uh, whatever. Uh, just me personally, it's just me personally. The problem with the dunk contest, which, which I said this when, when Gordon went against Levine and now let's be clear, people are now like rehashing that and saying Gordon's gotten robbed twice. And I don't think Gordon got robbed against Levine. I thought that was just a fantastic dunk competition. You could have given them both trophies or you could have kept the trophy from both of them. Um, I, it was just fantastic. I don't think there was any winners or losers of it. I was cool with Zach Levine winning. I would have been cool with Aaron Gordon winning. I don't really think there was, um, anything that crazy. He, no one certainly got robbed. However, I do remember leaving that dunk contest thinking the scoring system sucks because if, for example, Aaron Gordon in his first round gets 50 points, right? And then let's say Derek Jones, who who they face at the end, let's say Derek Jones in his first round gets 46 points, but they both advance. That should not be even ground. You know what I mean? That should not be even ground. So let's say that they do advance. So it's 50 to 46. And now Aaron Gordon and Derek Jones, for, for argument's sake, go against each other. Well, if Aaron Gordon gets a 47 now and Derek Jones gets a 48 to beat him, well, how is that really fair? 
because now it's 97 to 94. You know what I mean? If you just aggregate the points. So I don't know. I, I always thought there was an issue with that. Um, you know, I, I, I'm cool with people saying Aaron Gordon got robbed. I mean, the one dunk, that one dunk, uh, 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 throwing it off the side of the backboard, whatever the hell you would, I don't even know what you would call this. I mean, it used to be like 360s and windmills. I guess you call this some sort of 360 windmill. I don't know what you call it. Um, is like breathtaking to watch. I mean, I've seen it so many times. I, I, I it's breathtaking to watch. It's like watching an eagle, some sort of eagle, uh, cup like a rabbit with his wing and then launch it down a, a volcano. You know, it's like something like that. I, I, I don't even know how to describe it. It was really incredible to watch. I mean, Derek Jones did a good job, though. Um, <laughs> Pat Connaughton came out with the white man can't jump outfit, 50 points just for that, I would say. Um, and, you know, whatever. He, he can jump out the gym, too. But, um, you know, yeah, he, he got robbed. He did not get robbed against Zach Levine. That's fine. I, I don't I don't think that's the case. I, what, I, what I will say, though, is... One thing to take away is we need to really, if <laughs> the dunk contest, the, the problem with the dunk contest too, is a lot of players, it's, it hasn't been taken seriously in a really, really long time. Because again, the best players never compete. Um, so no one takes it seriously, including the judges who will just throw up 50s for whatever the hell. You know what I mean? Blake Griffin jumping over the top of a Kia, which like a Kia is like four feet tall. No, it's not four feet tall, but you know, it's like five and a half feet tall, whatever. Is that really impressive? You just jumped over like a, like a short Puerto Rican dude. It's really not that impressive. Um, and judges 50 points for this. Why? For what? You know what I mean? Why is that 50 points? It's not that impressive. Uh, how can that be 50? And then the Aaron Gordon jumping over, um, the Puff the Magic Dragon ball underneath his ass, uh, sitting on top of his head essentially and dunking it. How can they? How can those both be fifty points? And then the crappy Dwight Howard jump, uh, Superman jump, and then throw it through the rim is not even a dunk because he could not reach it. Uh, whatever though. Um, like how can those all be the equal? I, you know, it just it just it, it just isn't. It, it just isn't. They, it should there should be a better job. I saw someone suggest there should be decimal points. That's fine. I, I guess that's cool too. Um, but until players really take it seriously, I don't think anyone's gonna take it seriously. And I think right now people are taking it too seriously because the dunk contest is like a showcase of dunks. And you know, I I, I mean, I guess if you're Aaron Gordon, you're, you're not seeing a whole lot of success on the Orlando Magic. You're constantly competing for the eighth seed. Uh, maybe the dunk contest is like a highlight. Maybe it's like a, you know, a thing you really aspire to get. So, you know, I, I guess I shouldn't diminish it, but I don't know. I, it's it's gotten too serious. I, it's gotten too serious. You know what I mean? Derek Jones, just, just give it to him. You're going to be like in the playoffs, uh, like a top three seed on that team. Just listen, just give him the trophy and hope you get a championship or something. Uh, hopefully you don't, but whatever, I, you know, just move on. It's too much ready. Um, talking about robberies and all this stuff. So whatever, man, good, good for Derrick Jones. Sorry, Taron Gordon. I'm going to move on now. Uh, so the all-star game, all-star game was, oh, was well entertaining AF as they say. It was really, really fun. Uh, and because of which the name escaped me at the time, the Elam ending is what it's called. Elam was uh, a scientist or like somebody at MIT uh, who pitched it, 
who pitched this originally to the NBA, this ending, which was fantastic, was incredible. So I think Team LeBron wins the first quarter, and then Team Giannis wins the second quarter, and then they tie in the third, um, which which they start really getting some gamesmanship in here. And this is really where the the All Star, the Kyle Lowry All Stars begins in the fourth quarter because uh, Nick Nurse, coaching like it's the finals, uh, decides to sit Trey, his typical starter, and goes with Kyle Lowry, who just goes and makes all his All Star plays, which are all of the ones that don't appear in the stat sheet, makes every single one of them during this fourth this fourth quarter during this ending. Um, just, just drawing offensive fouls and just being a pest, which, which at one point I tweeted about Ben Simmons, uh, who just like, again, just had like four steals or something like that. Just doing the things that Ben Simmons does, um, um, that, that Ben calling out defensive assignments is peak Ben Simmons, uh, and Kyle Lowry doing the same thing. I mean, Kyle's just like all over the court and Ben is part of this team. It's like Rudy Gobert, who I jokingly said, like in the second quarter, poor Rudy is out here for no reason, just has nothing to do because no one's playing defense. And he's here because of defense. Let's be clear. It's not because of his offensive skill set. So he's just poor guys just out there uh, just, you know, eating a crepe or something like that. I don't know. Uh, Poor guy. And then, uh, you know, bam, also, you know, not like a whole lot of uh, like flashy stuff coming from him uh, just out there. Same thing with Kyle Lowry, you know what I mean? But hey, Kyle, down there, down the stretch, um, just making huge plays. But the Elam ending, man, like, like, well, well, oh, one, one thing I do want to take before we jump into the Elam ending, one there was two plays back to back almost that were just fascinating, really, really, really fascinating to watch. Really, the the torch passing you could say was LeBron going at Giannis, uh, just really trying a bunch of different things to try to score on Giannis. Uh, finally, settling for trying to hit, trying to get some create space by banging him in the chest with his shoulder and then hitting a fadeaway, which Giannis ate. I mean, just blocked. But then I think the next or two plays that two plays later, Giannis tries to score on LeBron, and LeBron just says, "Absolutely fucking not," uh, and and locks Giannis down, forces a turnover. Man, that was really, really, really fun to watch. Uh, so there was a couple moments like that that made the All Star game fun. But the Elam ending was really it because now you're watching players getting heated with the refs, and this is what they've pretty much wanted to do. This is what they're forcing. Um, the target score becomes 157. Chris Paul essentially brings back Team LeBron on his own. Uh, I mean, just hits a bunch of three-pointers. Uh, just Chris Paul being Chris Paul. He he arguably didn't deserve to be in the All-Star game based on numbers. Uh, I was not going to make the argument because I fucking have always loved Chris Paul. Uh, and he just showed during this game, just doing all types. He fucking dunks. He catches an alley-oop from, from Russell Westbrook. What? What was that? <laughs> Oh my God, he caught an alley-oop. Um, and it is like every time I look at Chris Paul, it just seems like he gets shorter and shorter as the game is going. As you're just watching him stand next to shorter people, you know what I mean? You're like, oh, he's standing next to to Joel. Wow, obviously he's not seven feet tall. So he's short. Okay, fine. And he like, you know, stands next to like Kawhi. Okay, Kawhi is 6'5". Well, it's weird. Kawhi kind of almost towers over him. 
Uh, then he's standing next to Russ, who I think is like 6'2", and it's like, man, Russ looks a lot taller than him. It's like, well, okay. Then he's like standing next to Kemba, and he's like, wait a minute, how come Kemba's also taller than Chris Paul, who I think is listed at like six feet tall, but is just definitely not. I mean, he's like 5'10", or something like that. Um, he's been one of my favorite point guards of all time. If I gave you my all-time favorite team, Chris Paul is probably the starting point guard of that team. I, I've always loved Chris Paul. Um, uh, really just just hits a bunch of baskets late. I mean, he's in the running for, for the All-Star MVP, if it's not for Kawhi, also going like berserk, hitting a bunch of threes. Um, but, I mean, what an ending. One thing, like Joel, Joel Embiid, who, who has been the subject of some of my ire, I mean, really, it's really something because you're on the court with 10 of the best basketball players in the world. Uh, minus Kyle Lowry. I'm just joking. Um, but you're on the court with 10, 10 of the best basketball players in the world. And it's really, really, really something that he really is keeping them afloat at certain points. I mean, just getting to the line, uh, he hits he hits LeBron with that filthy, filthy shimmy. I mean, he shimmies LeBron all the way back to Akron. Um, and it's just a filthy shot. I mean, it, it just really, really, it's, it's like one of those reminders that's like, yeah, you know, Joel you know, his, his upside is like a top three or four basketball player in the NBA. And sometimes, you know, especially during this year season, he hasn't shown it, but then there's like those times where it's like, well, it's, it's, it's time. And here we are like, uh, you know, we're, we're gonna uh, like make this shit happen. Um, so, you know, uh, man, just really keeping them afloat, even though they had the lead and then they, they slowly lose the lead just to, to team LeBron, just more experienced. I don't know, whatever it was, but um, AD obviously sinks the game winning free throw after missing the first one. So just added some more, uh, some more, some more stress to it. But um, what an ending. I mean, the NBA has to be encouraged watching that ending thinking, man, this would be fun as hell to watch. It's going to be really interesting to see if this ever gets instituted, how coaches even, uh, how coaches adjust to this. Because if it's 24 points, you know, they're going to do all types of math and there's going to be advanced stats that say, OK, well, typically they score 24 points in a fourth quarter. It takes uh, this amount of time. Uh, so, you know, we're going to, uh, you know, the, the, the so maybe your starters are going to sit for, let's say it takes 15 minutes to score 24 points or whatever. It's not going to be 15 minutes, but let's just say. Uh, so now you're going to want your starters to sit maybe the first eight minutes of the quarter and come in for the last seven minutes. Um, but the thing is, is that that's not even really, really it because as you saw, I mean, they really get to, I would say 148, 150 kind of quickly. And then the last seven points becomes just hell. I mean, it just becomes hell. And like, like Joel is sweating more than I've ever seen him sweating. Uh, I mean, just sweating. Like he just walked out of the ocean just soaked every just water pouring all over the court off of Joel Embiid. Um, and, you know, everyone is just locked in defensively. I mean, if you, God forbid, you have, like, two of the best defensive teams going at it, like the Sixers and uh, and the Nuggets, who are one of the better defensive teams in the NBA, for example, or, you know, the Clippers or the Lakers or, you know, one of these, like, really good defensive teams or, or of the Bucks, uh, you know, also a fantastic defensive team or the Raptors, a fantastic defensive team. And your goal is to get to 24 points with the last four points for either team are going to be impossible to score. You know what I mean? Like that's going to drag the game out. So that's one thing that they would have to consider is like, yeah, it's going to drag the game out 
because they really got so tight down there. I mean, they couldn't, no one could score. It was just nobody, no one was getting the advantage. Um, There's just a lot of things to consider, but you got to be encouraged watching that fourth quarter. I mean, obviously every game is not going to be that. You're not going to have 10 superstars, 10 superstars on a basketball court watching it. Um, but you know, it got to be an encouraging sign, uh, was, was incredibly fun. One of the first all-star games I actually stayed up to watch as opposed to just watching it the next day when it was available on league pass. Um, it really just fantastic. Uh, you know, what an ending really, really was really like just told a lot of stories. Like it's like, uh, Kawhi winning the MVP is almost like so fitting that, that all last year, all everyone talked about was were all like the flashier guys. You know what I mean? Everyone's talking about the James Harden. Everyone's talking about Russ or, uh, you know, LeBron and AD and people talking about Joel. People talking about Joker. And meanwhile, Kawhi, just steady as ever, shows up at the biggest moments and wins a championship. You know, people talking about KD. I'm sorry not to leave him out. Um, and here comes Kawhi just to win a champ, just snatches a championship while everyone's looking at each other like it's Game of Thrones. And here's the guy that no one's talking about comes to, to snatch the championship. It's the same thing in last night's All-Star game. You know, you have all of these talents doing all types of like crazy athletic things. Chris Paul dunking on people, uh, you know, Giannis, Euro-stepping from, from China to Europe in two breaths, uh, Joel hitting shimmy shakes, uh, and then here's just Kawhi hitting, like, very traditional three-pointers and pull-up jumpers, wins the MVP, so uh, what, a, what a really fun All-Star game, hopefully everyone enjoyed it, uh, week ahead, uh, no basketball until Thursday. That doesn't mean we're taking off because if you know anything about Brian, Brian likes to work. And when I say likes, I mean doesn't like, but is going to anyway. So we'll be talking about some things coming up probably tomorrow. I'll drop this podcast tomorrow as in Tuesday morning. So for your morning commute, you'll have something to bump in the ride. Uh, and then we will probably put a podcast out Maybe even two podcasts Wednesday, a double dose talking about the East standings and the West standings and what we can expect. Back to basketball on Thursday. Can't wait for that, obviously. Uh, short week, everyone. So that'll make this uh, break a little bit easier. Um, but otherwise, a good weekend. Good weekend for the NBA, I would say. Uh, hopefully everyone had a safe and productive weekend. Uh, back to work tomorrow. Everyone be safe out there. Take care.